next on the 5 o'clock report. High winds, funging temperatures, and then lake effect snows. Don't keep the airport open. If we're releasing them into the United States, we're rewarding them. It shook, it jolted. We had a very difficult time finding pain medicine. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Dreaming of a white Christmas? It might come with a weather nightmare. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. The weather leading up to Christmas is looking pretty dicey for much of the country, including us. A Christmas cocktail of wind, cold, and snow will make travel miserable and exposed flesh painful. A storm system will be taking shape in the mid-Mississippi Valley, tracking into the Great Lakes as we head into the end of the week, bringing blizzard conditions to the Midwest. And a mix of snow, ice, and rain to the northeast with high winds, funging temperatures, and then lake effect snows. Our meteorologist Kevin Williams, his forecast coming up later in this newscast. Airlines are already making contingency plans for the storm's expected impact on holiday travel. United Airlines, with headquarters and a major hub in Chicago, is offering inclement weather waivers to travelers in the Midwest, Texas, and the East Coast. American Airlines, Delta, Southwest, JetBlue, and Alaska Airlines are also offering waivers for a number of flight paths and dates. I'm Mark Mayfield. Flying out of Buffalo, NFTA Director of Aviation Lee White says Buffalo's airport is locked and loaded. They'll keep the airport open at all times unless the visibility gets too bad that they have to come off for a little bit. But we'll keep the airport open for, for during this storm. One group that'll need to depart Buffalo's airport on time is the Buffalo Bills. They've got a Saturday game in Chicago where the Windy City will be living up to its name. We're looking at wind gusts maybe 35 to 40 miles per hour during the game. WIVB meteorologist Mike Saika, who says the temperatures will be at least as big a factor with those wind chills expected to be in the minus teens come game time. The U.S. southern border, that's the other big story today. A 5 p.m. deadline has come and gone. No word yet on whether the White House plans to try to make a court fight of it concerning yesterday's U.S. Supreme Court restoration of Title 42. Those are the rules that make it easier for the U.S. to expel illegal immigrants who continue to flood across the border. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. The removal of Title 42 does not mean the border is open. Uh, anyone who suggests otherwise is simply doing the work of these smugglers who, again, are spreading misinformation. Instead of blocking or deporting illegal immigrants, the White House plan would be to streamline their entry into the U.S. Brandon Judd, National Border Patrol Council President. All that does is invites more people to come into the United States, and that just overwhelms our resources. You can throw as much money at this problem as you as you want right now. If we're not removing people, if we're releasing them into the United States, we're rewarding them. And when we reward them, they're going to continue to come. El Paso, Texas, is in a state of emergency over the flood of immigrants already parked in their city. We're simply running out of food. That's John Martin, who runs an El Paso homeless shelter overflowing with migrants. Do you worry? that this city and this county will reach a breaking point? Well, I don't know if there's such a thing as a breaking point because you have no choice. Another 20,000 would-be migrants are staged right across the border in Mexico waiting to get in. Putting the ban back in Taliban. After dubious promises to give women more freedoms, Afghanistan's Taliban rulers continue to return to their old ways, now banning women from the country's universities. The ban takes effect immediately and until further notice. It was announced at a meeting 
meeting of the Taliban government, despite its promises for a more moderate rule. Girls have already been banned from middle and high schools, and women's employment restricted. They're also banned from parks and gyms. The U.S. has condemned the latest move. CBS's Cammie McCormick, who reports the Taliban, are also now ordering women to be covered head-to-toe anytime they're in public in Afghanistan. People in Northern California assessing the damage from this morning's 6.4 magnitude earthquake. At least two people injured. More than 70,000 homes and businesses lost power in that overnight quake. This guy went through it. It shook, it jolted, it jerked. There was a lot of noise, and then it just kind of kept rolling. The tremor centered around 10 miles off the coast near the city of Ferndale, California. The company known once upon a time for its stagecoaches is now center stage for another reason. Wells Fargo will pay nearly $4 billion in fines and refunds to customers after a series of scandals related to its sales practices. Federal regulators found a list of consumer financial law violations, including illegal fees and interest on auto loans and mortgages, as well as incorrectly applied overdraft fees against savings and checking accounts. Jim Crisula, CBS News. Nothing works faster on fever than children's Tylenol. Tried to buy children's Tylenol lately? This mom says good luck with it. She got hand, foot, and mouth, and we had a very difficult time finding pain medicine. We went to like eight stores. I was very surprised. Common problem, there's a nationwide shortage of it right now. And Altoona, Pennsylvania pharmacist Bill Thompson says that's only part of the story. You're looking at multiple factors here. You're just not looking at one problem with one manufacturer. We have trouble getting all kinds of products right now. Retailers who do still have it in stock have placed restrictions on how many customers can buy at a time. Checked out the pre-Christmas grocery shopping list yet? Prices are adding up fast at the register. The Bureau of Labor Statistics says a dozen eggs cost about 50% more than it did last Christmas. Flour for cookies and pies up 25%, butter about the same. Two public libraries have now changed course after initially denying Kirk Cameron's story hour for children. Cameron tells Fox News. Noah Webster, one of our founding fathers and also the father of American education, he gave us Webster's Dictionary and he said biblical wisdom and the fruit of the spirit is the most important and one of the first things in which children of free republics like ours ought to be instructed. 50 libraries initially rejected Cameron's request to read his book, As You Grow. Themes in that book include love, joy, and caring for others. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, Buffalo Fires back at the firearms industry, a controversial New York climate change plan moves forward, and another Pennsylvania gas tax hike in the works. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. We are still anticipating a high-impact winter event later this week. A storm system will be taking shape. For tonight, though, it's quiet. Skies will be partly cloudy for most. Low temps, teens, and low 20s. Tomorrow, a fair amount of sunshine behind the 30s. On Thursday, cloudy with rain, sleet, and snow overspreading the area. The high in the mid-30s to the middle 40s. And then a flash freeze on Friday with rain changing to snow with plunging temperatures and strong winds. All right, thank you, Kevin. Now checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. The city of Buffalo has launched what it calls a first-of-its-kind lawsuit against firearms manufacturers, distributors, and even local gun shops. Mayor Byron Brown. We know that gun violence is fueled by people who are illegally possessing and using weapons in our community. Gun manufacturers and gun distributors play a major role in that. 
Brown blames those named in the lawsuit for the city's ongoing gun-related criminal activity. The New York Climate Action Council has presented new rules which will eliminate natural gas as a fuel source for any newly constructed buildings in the state. To electrify everything they want to electrify. In other words, all of our homes being converted to all electric, uh, converting cars to all electric, is going to mean that we're going to have to increase our current electricity output about two and a half times, in fact. On top of that, much of the existing uh, electricity, uh, the power that's being generated in New York State, is coming from sources that will have to eventually be eliminated. State Senator George Rello tells Family Life that this proposal is unworkable and doesn't protect the environment and will price more residents right out of the state. Those rules would begin in 2025 with further rules rolling out in the decade that follows. A Buffalo, New York firefighter who was fired for using medical marijuana is back on the job. Scott Martin was back at work this week after the city of Buffalo settled his wrongful termination lawsuit and agreed to acknowledge his rights as a registered medical cannabis user. The firefighter was fired last year for testing positive for pot. Martin is an Air Force vet who served two tours in the Middle East before joining the Buffalo Fire Department. He takes medical marijuana for chronic back pain, sleeplessness, and PTSD. In addition to giving Martin his job back, the city has also agreed to provide him nearly a quarter million dollars in back pay. This case is the first in the state in which a government employee challenged his termination for use of medical marijuana. Brandon Dixon, Family Life News. Thanks, Brandon. Well, if you don't think your vote really counts on Election Day, check out what happened in the 50th Senate District race in central New York. Incumbent Democrat John Mannion has been declared the winner by... 10 votes. This was a long process. Um, we were confident, but um, we're happy that, of course, that we're on this side of it. Mannion says he's grateful for the chance to serve again as constituents representative in Albany. We went through the count, the hand recount, and now uh, we are on the right side of it. A judge yesterday called the race six weeks after Election Day. Mannion's district includes Onondaga and Oswego counties. Southern Tier now cops for a cause continues to bring aid to the community. This year we picked three different school districts, two in Tioga County, one in Broome County, uh, Spencer Van Etten, Newark Valley, and Union Endicott. Group President Scott Pauley tells News 12 they're happy to team up with school staff. Who knows better than the guidance counselors, social workers within the school districts, which families are in need and which families need help. They're a great partner to help us do this. This year, Cops for Causes helped distribute $5,500 worth of gift cards. The first group of adult learners in the Erie 21 program have now graduated from Lemoyne College in DeWitt. Taylor Hodge heads up that program. Really be able to upskill individuals who might not otherwise have the opportunity to go through a program like this. It's so important because we know we're also meeting a need for the growing demand of tech jobs here in our local community. The 12-month program helps candidates enter careers in the software industry. Certificate earner Triana Reese tells News 9 her next goal. To find a well-paying job that will be able to carry me and my girls so that we can live free and happy and be able to afford things. Reese, one of 11 new grads of that program. Pennsylvania's gas tax ranks among the highest in the nation and another hike is in the works next year. WGAL's Tom Lehman. PennDOT says the gas tax in PA will be going up from just under 58 cents per gallon to more than 61 cents per gallon. Rebecca Euler with the Pennsylvania Motor Truck Association says diesel's headed up too. The tax is directly on the wholesaler, but of course that cost gets passed on to the consumer. 
Ismail Jari of Mechanicsburg tells News 8 he might need to start using a bike. I used to put $20 for a whole week, but right now it's just for two days. Republican lawmakers are looking into ways to tackle the automatic tax hike that was put in place back in 2013. For the first time in 170 years, a congressman from Pennsylvania will chair the House Agriculture Committee next year. That congressman, Glenn Thompson, he's hosting a farm summit at the Farm Show Complex in Harrisburg. Here's my solution. Let's make farming profitable again. The congressman has invited committee members and the public to the state capitol in early 2023 for a public airing of all things agricultural. The largest indoor agriculture exposition in the country. We'll uh, have a bipartisan gathering, and from 1 to 3 that afternoon, I will be chairing a listening session. Thompson says inflation and the war on natural gas has decimated small, family-owned farms that dot the landscape of Pennsylvania and New York. And the Pittsburgh Steelers getting ready to host the Las Vegas Raiders Saturday night. It'll be the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Last chance for the Steelers. Bradshaw trying to get away. And his pass is broken up by Tatum. Tipped off. Rachel Harris has it. And he's over. For you youngsters, that was the first round of the 1972 playoffs. Franco Harris made an improbable catch in the final seconds of that game to give the Steelers a 13-7 victory. Steelers-Raiders game gets underway Saturday night at 8-15 in Pittsburgh. Your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks ending their losing streak with a mild day of green today. The Bank of Japan easing their cap on their government bonds, raising the yields of bonds worldwide. Stocks initially opened lower, but steadily clawed their way back. Moderna performed well, gaining nearly 6% as analysts continue weighing how their cancer vaccine for melanoma will affect the company, while Tesla continued its slide, losing another 8%. Oil climbing a dollar, closing at $76 a barrel today. The Dow adding 92 points, the S&P 500 up four, and the NASDAQ ended where it started, adding just a single point. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at ambassadoradvisors.com this is the five o'clock report on family life a child wants to find faith as believing what you know isn't true hi i'm rob west with this money wise minute the bible defines faith differently now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen If you're getting up in years, you have no savings and you're in debt, I won't sugarcoat it. There's no simple way to reverse that overnight. Anybody who says they can sell you a way to get rich quick wants you to believe what you know isn't true. That's not faith. But I've seen the evidence of God blessing people who are willing to reverse course. Some had to sell a car, get a roommate, or work two jobs for a while, but God delivered them from hopeless debt. I've seen it, and I have faith that God can help you too. Connect with a certified kingdom advisor who's been trained to deliver financial advice that aligns with your Christian values by visiting our website, moneywise.org. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, a red wave in Oregon? Well, this one had nothing to do with politics. We'll explain just ahead. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. The storm system will be taking shape in the mid-Mississippi Valley, tracking into the Great Lakes as we head into the end of the week. That will make the pre-Christmas travel conditions hazardous, sometimes at best and sometimes impossible, depending upon your location to snow and ice and the winds. 
For tonight, though, it's quiet. Skies will be partly cloudy for most, low temps, teens, and low 20s. Tomorrow, a fair amount of sunshine behind the 30s. On Thursday, cloudy with rain, sleet, and snow overspreading the area, the high in the mid-30s to the middle 40s. And then a flash freeze on Friday with rain changing to snow with plunging temperatures and strong winds. All right, thank you very much, Kevin Williams. Finally at 5, Oregon isn't exactly what political pundits would call a red state, but plenty of drivers in the Portland area were seeing red recently thanks to a tractor-trailer leaking red dye. That's the stuff they use to tint mulch. The driver, despite apparently knowing his truck was leaking the stuff, was instructed by the home office to drive on. So drive on he did, leaving a trail of red dye mile after mile. The Oregon red wave splashed countless passing vehicles with the stuff on major highways such as I-84. The incident sent a lot of the victims rushing to nearby car washes to try to get the stuff off, but many say that wasn't enough, so the driver and the trucking company may well wind up shelling out a lot of green for the red mess this Christmas. And that's the world we live in for Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.